0: Zach Blackerby, Brett Smith, we are now joined in studio by Susan McAllister with Auburn Campus Safety. Susan, always a pleasure to have you in studio. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. How are you, Zach?
0: I'm doing well. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, So this week is Severe Weather Awareness Week, and you guys are um, um, always, uh, always good resource as far as, you know, Given a lot of safety tips and kind of things to watch out for and to make sure things are on hand. But um, what are you guys doing on campus in regards to Severe Weather Awareness Week?
1: So really this year, mostly what we're doing is just doing some promotion over um, social media and just trying to get the word out about being prepared. Sure. Um. Things like, you know, that people don't always think about that are important for weather preparedness, like knowing exactly where you are on a map. Mm-hmm. That, that's something that the Weather Service has been pushing the last few years, and uh, they've got some great resources out there this year. They actually have an interactive map where you can look by county to see some statistics on your county, information about how you get warnings and sure. um, social media accounts for your county EMA. So just lots of really good information out there on the National Weather Service Birmingham website. Okay,
0: sure, absolutely. Yeah, I wonder how many people could locate their county on a a map. When you look at it. And Lee's a little bit easier because it's on the edge. But, you know, I I want I'd like to know that statistic.
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty low. And, you know, a lot of the warnings that go out and even some of the information we share through our social media accounts show a map. And so it's really important to know. Sure. And, you know, one way to find Lee County is to look for I-85. Because you know That's Montgomery's right in the center, and there's the interstates coming off of it, and mm-hmm. if you follow 85 across, we're that county just next to the Georgia line. So. Sure,
0: there you go, <laughs> there you go. Cool, cool. Do you do you uh, do you have any other tips as far as severe weather uh, awareness week? And fortunately, the weather here is getting a little bit better. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, do you do you have any tips that folks can kind of store away?
1: Well, absolutely. So you know, we we talk about this all the time, but Alabama doesn't really have. Uh, specific severe weather season. We do have a a little bit of a peak from March to May, but we can have severe weather any time of the year. Another small peak happens in November, you Mm -hmm. know, so you always have to be aware that severe storms could be around the corner and keep an eye on what's going on with the weather. And it's important to know the different kinds of um, notifications that go out. So A lot of people know what a watch and a warning is, but some people don't. And the easy way to remember that is a watch means I need to watch the weather. A warning means that I need to take some action for my safety because there's a danger right now.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And what we're about a week away from the the two-year anniversary, you know, the March 3rd tornadoes that that hit the Borgard community very hard and obviously killed over over 20 people. And if that's not a a reminder, I, I don't know what is. Absolutely.
1: Um, It can happen anytime. That was a great example of one that the weather was not expected to be that severe that day. There was a chance of severe storms, but it was not expected to be that significant. Yeah. So it can turn very quickly. And it's just important to know how you're going to get weather warnings and know where you're going to go once you receive them.
0: Uh, you got a note here, Susan, tax-free weekend for emergency supplies.
1: Yeah. So this weekend is the annual severe weather preparedness um, tax-free weekend. So starting tomorrow morning at midnight and running until midnight on Sunday night, you can buy a lot of different supplies okay. for uh, with, with no tax. Um, anything that's $60 or less that falls into the category of things like batteries, cell phone chargers. NOAA weather radios, other portable radios, plywood, plastic sheeting. There's a lot of different things that you can get. And all of that information is also on the National Weather Service Birmingham website.
0: Cool. Susan McAllister with Auburn Campus Safety joining us this morning. Give us a quick a few details on the upcoming storm spotter classes.
1: So those are offered by the National Weather Service, again, and the, web, the details are on their website. So if you just go to weather.gov BMX, that's the Birmingham National Weather Service website, and they've got... Two basic storm spotter classes online next week, and then they have an advanced class later in the month, and so anybody can register for those. That gives you some more detailed information about how to identify potential severe weather, um, and you can help be a spotter for the National Weather Service by being the, the eyes for them out in your community.
0: That's cool. And then it has here that Auburn University is a storm-ready university. What does that mean?
1: Yeah, so we have been a storm-ready university since 2009. Um, We were one of the first in the state, and um, it requires a lot on our part. We have to renew that every three years, so that will be actually be coming up for renewal soon. We have to show all of the ways that we receive warnings. We have to have multiple ways of receiving warnings for our campus, multiple ways of sending them out. We have to have a hazardous weather plan. We have to have designated severe weather shelter areas, education programs for our campus community, connections with the local EMA. So there's a lot of different requirements there, and we recertify that every three years.
0: Zach Blackerby, Brett Smith, we are joined in studio this morning by Susan McAllister with Auburn Campus Safety, and we continue our conversation next. Zach, Brett, we are joined in studio by Susan McAllister of Auburn Campus Safety. Uh, Before we move on from the topic regarding uh, severe weather awareness week, is there anything else we need to touch on before we move on?
1: One thing I wanted to mention was that the National Weather Service has some accessible versions of their materials available on their website. So if anybody is looking for a Spanish version, the graphics for, Nas- for Severe Weather Awareness Week are available in Spanish. And then they also have some American Sign Language versions of their safety videos available. So again, weather.gov slash BMX, and you can find all of that information there.
0: Fantastic. Susan, last time you were in, you gave us an update in regards to what Auburn was doing as far as vaccinating its, um, you know... It's community, you know, it's on-campus community. Kind of give us an update on what's going on, you know, since we've had that conversation.
1: Yeah, sure. So just as a reminder, we're doing that through something called a closed pod plan. It's a closed point of dispensing, and it's an agreement that we've had in place for uh, over 10 years with the health department for dispensing this type of – health measure to our campus community. So either medications or immunizations can be done through that closed pod plan and that really helps the health department to have somebody who's designated to get that vaccine or those drugs out to a population so they don't have to focus on that. So um, we're a critical part of getting the vaccination distribution uh, or vaccine distribution done. Um, We have given about 5300 first doses and uh, over 4,000 second doses. So we're still working on those second doses. We're in that phase right now Um, and trying to wrap that up. we, We are very limited on vaccine supply right now. Um, As you've seen nationwide, that's an issue. So we are waiting for more supply from the health department before we can finish up the second doses and move on to more first doses. But we're ready to do that as soon as we have supply. We can give about 1,000 doses a day um, through our vaccination clinic on campus to our campus community when we have supply.
0: That's fantastic. As far as uh, you mentioned about 10,000 shots or so of – I mean, who are the people getting those?
1: So we have a phased approach, and it's actually um, information is available about those phases on our COVID Resource Center website, so auburn.edu slash COVID-resource-center. Um, and we started off with people who were in the medical community, you know, direct exposure in, in a clinical-type setting. We do have a small group of people that meet that criteria um, People who were first responders on campus, and then moved on to people in um, high health risk categories, okay. and now we're moving into the people that are more employees who have on campus potential face-to-face interaction with others.
0: Sure, sure, and of course the local hospitals done a good job getting folks um, vaccinated as well. Um, did you guys started doing that, or you know Auburn's campus started doing that before, right?
1: Well, we started, I guess it was in um, early February. Okay. Or no, late January when we first received um, some doses. And so, again, it's through that closed pod, so it's designated for our campus community to try and take the burden of vaccinating them off of the the other providers. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we really serve an important purpose there. We're ready to do more and for those on campus who are interested right now that can't get it on campus, you can go to East Alabama Medical Center. If you're an employee of Auburn University right now that we um, employees of um, higher education and K through 12 are in the phase that the state is vaccinating right now. So okay. um, we do have a lot of employees who have been getting vaccinated through EAMC also.
0: Susan so McAllister with Auburn Campus Safety joining us this morning. Uh, give us the latest regarding AU Alert and uh, its test results.
1: Yeah, we had another very successful test. We we love the system that we use. We actually um, use a, a product called Rave Alert. And it sure. has great performance. So we had over 3,700 people respond to our survey after the test. And um, almost half of those were students, which is really amazing, uh, high response to a survey. And over 95% of people were satisfied with the results. Great. Um, We have almost 60,000 people registered to receive alerts and over 95% of them receive text messages within two and a half minutes and email within three minutes. So we consider that extremely successful.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Folks want to sign up for AU Alert or, you know, get more information about it. How can they do that?
1: So for people who are on campus, they log into AU Access, go to the My Campus section and click on the AU Alert icon and they can register their information there. People who are not affiliated with campus can get text messages by texting the phrase Auburn family to the number two two six seven eight seven. And on your phone keypad, that actually spells out campus. So two two six seven eight seven, 787 and then the phrase Auburn family, no spaces, and that will get you text messages from AU Alert.
0: Susan McAllister with Auburn Campus Safety joining us this morning. We wrap up our conversation next. A few minutes of our first hour together today. Zach Blackerby and Brett Smith joined by Susan McAllister with Auburn Campus Safety. Susan, if you would kind of uh, go through the process of how you guys send out notifications and, you know, Really the kind of, I guess, the thought process behind all of it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we get a lot of questions about this and a lot of confusion from people about sometimes like why was something not sent or why did we send something? So we send AU alert for emergencies impacting the main campus where people need to take an immediate action for their safety. So a great example, when we had a question about this last year, I think it was, there was a shooting on Railroad Avenue. Not affiliated with the university, not on campus, but the person who was involved in the shooting was at large. And that's, you know, a block from campus. The direction sure. of travel was unknown. So, you know, there was a potential threat to campus. So we sent an AU alert. Um, shooting happens off campus, we're not going to send an AU alert unless that directly impacts the safety of the people on campus. Mm-hmm. So um, sometimes we get questions about there was an, uh, an incident that happened um, across town and somebody asked, you know, why didn't we get an AU alert about that? And that's just um, not a situation that would be covered by our system. We also send out emails, campus safety notices, when certain crimes happen that may pose an ongoing threat to the campus community, and those crimes happen on property that we own or control. And uh, so again, things that are happening off campus, we're generally not going to send that out. Um, That's going to be the responsibility of Auburn police when they send things out. We often share that on Mm -hmm. social media, but um, we draw the line at properties that we own or control.
0: What does it say, though, about students that are happy to receive that information?
1: Well, I'm always excited when people ask questions about it because that means that they are looking for that information. They're concerned about their safety. And so anything we can do to help educate people. Another way that people can get information um, is our crime log that's online. So anybody can look at that. If you just search Auburn University crime log, you'll find it. And we update that within two business days, and it includes not only things that happen on campus, but also things that happen within the Auburn Police University precinct's patrol jurisdiction. So that actually goes all the way to the railroad tracks, so the couple of blocks between the railroad tracks and campus are included in that. So lots of great information there, and people can always ask us if they see something on there that they have more questions about.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, and so... What's the what's the best way to kind of stay in tune with everything from a safety standpoint?
1: I think really at Auburn Safety um, is the best way to do that. Uh, both our app, the Auburn Safety app, and then also on social media, we're very active on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Auburn Safety.
0: Fantastic. Well, Susan, always always appreciate your time. It's. But whenever, uh, whenever I kind of look at the next day's schedule and you're you're coming in, it's like, man, it's already the end of the month?
1: It's crazy. I know. That's
0: <laughs> crazy. So thank you so much for your time as always, and we'll chat again uh, at the end of March.
1: Sounds great. Thanks, Zach. Brett?
0: That is uh, – yeah, Brett is still here. Yeah, I'm, I was I – I said when we were off the right. I didn't want to interrupt. So she always does a – you always do a fantastic job, and I feel like I'm a goofball and a handball and mess all that up because, folks, listen, I hear people talking about they want they want to – they get good information, good updates. So. Yeah, it's awesome. important. It's important. Yes, like, so sometimes it's just good so to much. keep your mouth shut. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Our number one in the book. Stay tuned. Your Fox News is next. Your local news at seven oh five. We'll talk sports at ten after. Auburn baseball won thirty three to nothing yesterday. The football score? It's what it looks like. Yeah. It's what it looks like. We'll talk about that and more coming up right here on Auburn Open. Like this morning.